This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Thruple Talk. Today, our topic is overcoming jealousy and insecurities in a polyamorous relationship. And we are joined by a special guest. So stick around. So we are joined by a special guest in our studio today. Unfortunately, um, we, he's not comfortable being seen on camera because they are not out. Um, as we discussed previously, polyamory is not protected in courts or from employer discrimination or anything like that. So most people that are polyamorous are not in a place to be out publicly, and especially in a forum like this. Um, but Nick, thank you so much for joining us here today. We're excited to have you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's one of the reasons we have this podcast is because we're trying to make it more um, something that people can come out about yes. and make it normalized Accepted. in society. So this yeah, isn't yeah. something people have to worry about. It's like you're doing something illegal. You have to hide. Yes. That's not right. No. That's not right. Actually, it's, uh, so uh, I've seen uh, people saying how uh, uh, polyamory is illegal. And I don't know what that means. On one of our comments on Instagram. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's that bad. It's that bad. <laughs> yeah. A lot of misinformation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So shall we dive in to the yes. question? To the yes. questions? We've got questions for our we guests. We have questions. <laughs> now, our guest says, uh, How long have you been polyamorous? Um, let's see. Probably about five and a half to. I would say about five years, like when we really decided to, you know, go down that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was something that I uh, had thought about and it wasn't until I really began to do like more research about it and things like that, that I really sort of began to embrace it. But yeah, it's, a bit, it's been about five years. Okay. And something I think our listeners would be very interested in is that, our guest actually was in a polycule with two other couples. So there's Correct. six people and that's very rare. We've mm-hmm. been, we've only met one of their uh, situation like that, one uh-huh. of their polycules. Uh-huh. So can you tell us something about that? Yeah. Um, it was an experience that, um, it was a positive experience because, I mean, uh, we're no longer in that polycule, but it was a positive experience knowing that something like that can happen and it can be um, a positive thing. It's just like, any relationship sometimes relationships last and sometimes they don't Mm -hmm. and um you know i hear a lot of people say that like uh oh well that must have ended because of you know because of your polyamorous or whatever and it's like well that's not why it ended it ended because maybe one or more people in the relationship decided that maybe they didn't want things to continue just like two people like any relationship yeah yeah, just like any two people decide every day you know Mm -hmm. so um but yeah, it was it was one of those things where it was a relationship uh, dynamic that I had never had before, and uh, uh, it was 
it was great. I mean, it, I like pushing the envelope <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those types of things that allowed me to have that experience and then take away from it, um, the positive and the negative and be like, okay, well, it wasn't awful. So now going forward, I know that that's a possibility. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is this something you, you're definitely uh, open to trying again? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 It, obviously it needs to be with the right people. I would always right. tell somebody right. that it needs to be with the right people. Um, but like, just like any relationship, it needs to be with the right person or persons, right? right? Yeah. And, and you don't know until you've actually tried a relationship with, exactly. with the with those people to know if they're right or wrong. That's yeah. exactly right. And it's definitely more complicated when there's more than two people involved. Yes. <laughs> the compatibility yeah. aspect of it. So yes, it is the fact that um, the more people um, that are involved, it does bring in more complexities, but it also brings in more benefits. You have more connections. You have, um, you're, um, you're not limiting yourself to one person, which again, I don't have any issues with monogamy. I think it can be a wonderful thing, but I think a lot of people also are missing out on the other possibilities of being with other people other than one person, because mm -hmm. that might be, if you've never tried that dynamic, well, then it might be something that you might like. Mm -hmm. And I think that for people to limit themselves, that is, um, they're not expanding their, you know, horizons, I guess, so to speak. Right. So it's not that they're limiting themselves. They like, they are definitely terrified of polyamory. There's for, a lot of it's that too, like, yeah, it's, for sure. It's, I don't yeah. know what it is exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's religion or society or whatever, but it's, there's a fear. I have an opinion on that if you want to hear it. Go yes. Ahead. Um, so... I've done a lot of studies, like really in-depth studies, archaeological studies, uh, religious, you know, uh, faith studies and all this. And a lot of it, you're right, comes from uh, religious beliefs, um, society, you know, uh, social structures, you know, uh, that as a species we've put in place. A lot of people think that monogamy is like we're innately monogamous and I don't right. believe that at all. Mm -hmm. I mean like 99% and I don't know the exact number, but like a large percentage right. of species on our planet are not monogamous. Why mm -hmm. would humans be in the exception of obviously if you're human, uh, if you're religious, then you might think that's <laughs> right. the reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and that's a whole nother topic, but um, religion in and of itself was created by us. And so we're putting that whole um, confines on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the interesting thing is, is I used to be very religious mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I had a change in perspective that I realized that, um, I was, I was believing something because someone told me what to believe and that person was told what to believe. And the person, you know, it, it's just like a, <laughs> a long right. line of, yeah. you know, you need to believe this because of the culture you I grew up in a Western culture. That's what, you know, uh, Christianity is a big thing here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And it's like people just believe what they're, they're, it's like imposed on them and they just take, accept it. Mm -hmm. and this, so, is, yeah. this makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. You know, so. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think both, both Josh and I had the same problem. Like, I think I was always non-monogamous, but I didn't know I was non-monogamous because I kept trying to apply this pattern of relationship that I was taught to mm-hmm. apply and it just didn't work. And I ended up thinking it's me. There's something wrong with me. Like, it just never made any sense. Yeah. And I never actually stopped to challenge this notion of relationship until much, much older, like after 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most people don't ever do that throughout their the entire duration of their lives. I think I would have done it myself a lot earlier on if I just known it was an option. Like I just I didn't even right. find out about it. I was in my 40s. It's well, like, that's the same with me. You don't know it's an option. You just you just go with the flow. You do what you're taught, and you see around you the same thing. And it's how are you ever going to think there's something else out there? Yeah. yeah, nobody's telling you. Nobody's showing you. Well, even worse than that, they're making it sound like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anything remotely n- non-monogamous in the religious world. Correct. So yeah. Well, anyways, so uh, tell us about jealousy. When was the first time you encountered jealousy in a non-monogamous situation? I'm, I'm curious, too, to back up a little bit. Uh, so Mick is partnered, and I'm curious. It sounds like you guys, from the timeline, you guys were already together when you got into exploring polyamory. So were you, was it kind of a mutual decision, or was it one more than the other, and then the other kind of coming to terms with that? Or um, So... Let's see. So I think it was, so I had come out of a relationship and, um, she had come out of a relationship and we both were just sort of talking one day and I kind of told her like, Hey, um, I've done traditional relationships. And I know this is kind of weird because most people don't go into a new relationship thinking, well, what else other possibilities are there? You know, like, (laughs) but I don't, I've tried, you know, traditional monogamous relationships. And I just thought to myself, why not just see what else is out there in terms of like possibilities. And she had shared with me that, um, um, that she was bisexual. And, um, I thought, well, you know, great. Like I was at a stage in my life where I was just trying to like progress as a person and open my mind to different possibilities, Mm -hmm. different, you know, what could be out there in terms of options. And we sort of, landed on this idea that like, well, let's just explore together, like from the beginning. And um, it was great because we didn't know where we were going to land, but we knew that we were going somewhere. And uh, I think the best thing of all was just that we were both open-minded about everything. Mm -hmm. And so it allowed us to try different things and just explore and learn. And one of the biggest things, um, like, so speaking on jealousy, for example, um, was that I think, uh, well, learning about compersion was a big one for me. Um, I think for both of us and, um, 
I had never even heard of that term before. (laughs) And so it was interesting to me to learn a new word and what it was and how it worked. And, um, and what is compersion to you? I think I kind of explained it before, but, um, it's, so for me, compersion is, um, seeing my partner living in a manner that brings them joy and delight and just living fully. Hmm. And compersion would be me seeing my partner enjoying life and enjoying whatever situation is like a relationship specifically. Um, it's almost like I like to, I've heard this example used by other people and it kind of hones in and it has nothing to do with relationships, but imagine, for example, if you have a best friend and they're been trying to have a baby for a long time and now they're pregnant and you see the excitement because they've been trying to have a baby and they haven't been able to. And now all of a sudden they're having a baby and they're super excited. So you're super excited for them. Hmm, That's a great example. Mm -hmm. If you apply that to a relationship or, and this is where a lot of people really get confused by it or they struggle with it is that um, they feel like, well, if I let my partner see somebody else, then I might lose them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've made so much progress now that I feel like um, I'm at a place where like, if somebody chooses to be with somebody else, then it's almost like I wouldn't want somebody to continue to be with me if they didn't want to be with me, first of all. (laughs) And um, I don't have any fear of my partner leaving me for somebody else because I already feel like if, like we both have the freedom to see other people. Mm -hmm. And so um, if, if she goes out on a date with somebody, which, which, and another thing is, is that people think that we date all the time because we're polyamorous. Mm-hmm. It's totally not true. It's like, that's a good point. I would much rather, I know plenty of single monogamous people that date all the time. You're right. You know, and, much more often. Yeah. Yeah. And I would rather meet people that I can build a quality relationship with and a, a deeper connection with. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, that's me personally. I know different people have different flavors of, you know, non-monogamy and whatnot, but right. Um, but that's how it, it feels for me. And so if, if, she, if she meets somebody and she really likes that person and she likes spending time with them and she shares with me like, Hey, I, you know, I really enjoyed hanging out with so-and-so I'm like, cool. You know, like I see that it, she enjoyed herself or she had fun going out and doing whatever. I'm like, cool. You know, like I'm happy to see her happy because I care about her. I love her. And I, all I want is for her to be happy. Yeah. And so it, it, instills that it's a different level okay it's a totally different level and i think it helps people for me it's helped me grow because i could crush insecurities because at the end of the day that's what jealousy is Mm -hmm. it's a a form Mm -hmm. of insecurity Mm -hmm. and so when i was able to so when we first started dating i you know like i said i I told her i said well if you want to date a woman i don't need to be involved that's totally you you know go for it and so a um, little time went by and then I, one day I was like, well, I want to push the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, would you ever be interested in dating another guy? And she's like, no, I, I just, you know, not right now. I'm content with you. And I was like, okay, cool. And then a little time went by, I asked her again. And by the way, so I was also doing this not only to check in with her, but to challenge myself mm-hmm. because, you know, a lot of men, have an ego or whatever about like, oh, well, you know, 
this is my woman and you mm -hmm. can't, you know, blah, 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 mm -hmm. can't be near her or whatever. And, and so I wanted to push myself to really become polyamorous and say like, um, like, can I deal with her being with another guy? Mm -hmm. I could deal with her being with another woman, but could I deal with her being with another guy? Cause that's like pushing yeah. it with, you know, like, right. As a man, different. like it's yeah, different, it's, right? It's competition. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to have that mindset. And so, um, and then so one day the time came where uh, she did she did meet a guy that she wanted to date and um, uh, I got to meet the guy and he and I like hit it off and we became good friends and he was cool and uh, we had similar interests. We're both kind of nerdy and geeky and technology stuff. And anyways, uh, it was cool. Like, especially knowing that, um, and, 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 and by the way, uh, I guess there's different components that people, you know, like some people would be like, well, I don't want you to meet my partner. Some people are like, one thing in our relationship is we do like to eat, meet each other's partners mm -hmm. because, and, and maybe it helps us, um, feel a little more grounded when we meet the person that the other person's dating. Plus there's also the added benefit of like, Hey, we're going to, barbecue on Saturday or whatever. Right. And so like, if you want to invite, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, Bob or whoever over to barbecue with us or whatever, cool, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like he and I um, can be friends and, you know, I'm, I'm not attracted to men, but like I can form a really close friendship with that person. Mm -hmm. And then it just strengthens their relationship because now we, he and I have a relationship and it just, it's like makes everything more connected. Do you, do you find it easier, uh, or more um, satisfying uh, for you to know your your partner's partner. It does. It, it, it makes it, you feel like involved, or what is yeah, the attraction there? Um, I've often questioned myself, like, does this come from a place of insecurity? Like, do I need to know the person? It's not. It definitely is not a place of not trusting her decisions because I let her make her own decisions. So I'm not trying to like, hey, right. Wait. I wasn't questioning that. Yeah. I was just questioning because be there's people who say I don't want to know anything about it. And that also comes from insecurity. And yeah, then, because they don't want to hear the details. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then when you why I'm asking this is because for me, it would be uh, I that's the whole purpose of polyamory. I would feel much happier to be part of that entire world of right. my mm -hmm. partners rather than not have anything to do with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it would make me feel one that I'm part of my partner's life. Yes. On a on a deeper level. Yeah. Uh, two, that I get to have that extended family, that extended relationship. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it'd be overall much, much better. Yeah, and I totally agree because and there's another component to that to add to what you just said is um so we all know that time is the most precious commodity. And so the more, if you just have one person in your life, uh, your time is already split up between work and if you have kids or job, you know, everything you can imagine, right? And the more people you add into the mix, then if you start, you know, divvying up your time where you're only hanging out with this person and you're never ever going to hang out with, just as an example, three people, right? then, um, then it's always, you're either with this person or that person. But when you incorporate people in together, then it's like, I won't, I don't expect to always hang out with her and the person that she's seeing, 
But if we could sometimes hang out together, then it right. means that I can still be spending time with her, with her and that other person can be spending time with her too. And so right. we can all spend time together. And then that way it just makes it more, more unity mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. So. And the added benefit of assuming this partner of your partner is also uh, somebody that you can get along with, like you said, somebody that you have things in common with, and you get another wonderful person in your life. Exactly. So it's a win-win. Yeah. I was yeah. going yeah, yeah. to say that I absolutely agree with everything you guys are saying, but I always had the desire to meet all of his partners and, and be friends with them if I could. Uh, yeah, it's the, like a, the metamor, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Partner's partner is your metamor. Uh, it's like if, if not just is he spending time with this other person, but he thinks she's so amazing and you know, he tells me the great things that she does for him or whatever, you know, and I'm like, I want to meet, I want to meet this person. I want to hang out and see what, see for myself what yeah. the amazing things are. Yeah. Um, and then, and then in addition to that, um, you might make a new friend too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's really, it's just a bonus, you know? And I think that it creates more, like I said, more unity that, and being able to spend more time. Um, mm-hmm. And again, not all the time, but at least some of the time. time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, tell us uh, what was a uh, turning point for you from jealousy to compersion if there was one a turning point let's see yeah when you first um, discovered the jealousy and then you've discovered that you actually have yeah, when, when, did you ever see it in yourself and like i yeah. want to squash this i don't like this about myself is there a turning point or yeah um i think it was when uh it was it was when i decided to like really uh she didn't want to she didn't want to go out on any dates with men and i it was like it was really cool actually because like so i took the initiative to um <laughs> this is kind of funny so i actually i actually set up a date with a guy for her a dinner date and i found the guy i like paid for the dinner and everything <laughs> wow that's and cool it was like 200 dinner and i um and she was really nervous and everything and i actually ended up going with her to meet the guy because she was super nervous and I was the one chatting with the guy online. So like I, I found him on a dating app <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. uh, and, uh, I was telling, I, and I, you know, I was, when I was messaging him, I was like, Hey, you're talking into her partner. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was my way of squashing the jealousy, any remaining jealousy that I had, mm. um, because I wanted to push it to the limit and be like, I want to be comfortable with, um, you know, like you said, Josh, like I want to squash any of that remaining jealousy. And I wanted to be proactively, you know, moving in a direction that I would feel comfortable with her dating another guy. And I felt like, you know, like I, I figured if I get more involved and like help her get there. And uh, of course, <laughs> the, you know, during the, uh, the dinner, she tells me like when the guy goes to the bathroom or whatever, she like was clearly not interested in the guy, <laughs> but um, at least I tried. Right. Yes. So like she, like she did later end up meeting a guy that she liked and connected with. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I would say 
that whole experience, and especially when she started dating um, that guy, um, the one that she actually connected with, it was one of those situations which helped me overcome, you know, those those remaining jealousy issues. And I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not human and now I'm an alien and like all jealousies dissolved. <laughs> right, um, right. I'm still human, and you know, like I think that um, the way I try to think about that is jealousy's a human emotion. Just like anger, some people handle their handle their anger very well. They manage it well, and some people do not. Yeah. Um, if I'm not the kind of person that um, will get angry and yell and scream and throw things or hurt people, I'm just not like that. Some people are like that, and um, I think that's you know that's not the way I operate. And so I figured I'm going to treat it like that. And so like I don't want to get jealous and let it consume me. Mm -hmm. So if I ever have an ounce of jealousy, I just think like, okay, why am I jealous? Like what's going on? You know, is, am I, am I having insecurities about like yeah, you losing you her it. or like, am I, do I feel like I'm going to lose her to somebody? Is it because I feel insecure in our relationship at that moment? Or, yeah. you know, what is the motive? Like, what is the, the root cause of it? And so I usually try to investigate, mm -hmm. you know. And I think everybody should do that. I think it's a. I was a about process. to say that, it especially if that. you're polyamorous, yeah. you can't just blindly yeah. go about your things and mm. just take your feelings as they are. And like, you always have to question what's happening. And right. uh, yeah. I read recently, like, you're never upset about the reason why you think you're upset. Yeah, no, always yeah. question and dig really deep because there's something there. Yeah, that, that's the one thing about this. It always brings stuff to the surface that yeah. you do need to deal with. You, yeah. know, you can't just be complacent. Yeah. yeah, and this is why yeah. polyamory doesn't really work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right, it takes inner work. It and, takes a yeah. lot of inner work, and you can't just say, "Oh, okay, I'm going to be polyamorous today," and then disaster ensues. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. This reminds me, we were out at a big party one time, and Liv tells me. Uh, I know who all the insecure men are. And I, I was like, what? I said, oh, look, like, it's the one when you're talking to their wife and they come up out of nowhere and put a hand on her. <laughs> ever since that, I could not unsee it. I see it everywhere you go in a public Mine. setting. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I, I, I think that um, if more people, I mean, you nailed it on the head. I mean, like, I think that um, inner work is the right term because a lot of people don't, do enough inner work. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, just through this whole process of evolving and um, because you have to do inner work if you're going to be polyamorous, you have to do mm -hmm. more focused attention on, uh, you're dealing with a bit more um, emotions than you might normally, um, at least in the beginning. And then that helps you work through these extra things that you might not ordinarily um, uh Come right. in, you know, come into contact with in terms right. of emotions or, or avoid completely or avoid, in a monogamous yeah. relationship. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that uh, that aspect where you're you're finding the partner that's going to be the right partner for you to hide your yeah. insecurities because we all do that. And now uh, there's another partner. There's two partners. There's three partners. So you can't really find that perfect person that's just right for you to continue to be complacent and just kind of, you know. Uh, uh, what is it like swim your your peaceful little way through life it's yeah. going to be a hurricane yeah well yeah. one partner will easily let you get away with the other one will be like yeah. oh uh, hell nope, no nope. <laughs> no no, yeah. no. <laughs> forged by fire yeah 
Yes. That's <laughs> no, true. It's a lot of sitting with the hard thoughts too, like letting yourself, like being really honest with yourself about what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Because mm-hmm. I think I I have always been really good about just okay, what I'm feeling, like it that'll pass, and I just I'll put it away, and it does pass when it's just you know when it was just Josh and I, but when you complicate the the dynamics, when you add that new an, an additional partnership and you make things I don't know, I guess just stir it up. There's a lot new of new stuff that will surface. And then if you haven't dealt with that old stuff, it's just gonna compile. And it's yeah, it's definitely a lot of just thinking the things about yourself that you don't want to acknowledge is true, thinking your the things about your partner that you don't want to acknowledge is true and figuring out what the actual truth is. Because I think, you know, yeah, we all have very raw emotions and feelings and those feelings are valid, but that doesn't mean that they're true. So just figuring out where it all lies and how to how to work through it. You and can't work through really it together. Uh, predict either what is going to bother you. You have to no. like jump in and then discover mm-hmm. it because you could think, oh, maybe this would bother me. And then you're like, in the moment, you're like, this doesn't really bother me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then something else would come out of nowhere. The stupidest you know, thing that takes you, you by off. surprise just yeah. smack. Yeah, like, why, why am I upset about this? It's so simple. It's such a tiny little yes. thing. But I find that maybe I'm a masochist, but I find that <laughs> I'm like, ooh, what is that? <laughs> what is that uncomfortable little feeling? <laughs> you got to dig. <laughs> One thing that I have uh, come in that that is interesting, I guess, and odd at the same time is so we we have some friends uh, or I've known people, I should say, that um, where I've 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 known that one or more people that I know have cheated on their partner, their spouse, whatever the situation may be. And I feel like people judge us and because what they're doing by cheating on their partner is the norm, Mm -hmm. which is really messed up when you think about it. Yes. Because that's society norm because people are so afraid or insecure about deviating from what they've been taught all their life. They've been programmed to think that like monogamy is the only way. And when, when in reality, that's not actually human species has been non-monogamous much longer than it's been monogamous. Mm -hmm. Um, We really didn't move that direction until marriage came along. And that didn't Mm -hmm. happen until agriculture Mm -hmm. moving from hunter gatherers and whatnot. That can be a whole other topic one day, but um, <laughs> yeah. But I find it baffling, really mind-boggling that people judge us for our choices of being completely transparent mm-hmm. and very open and honest with each other, rather than cheating on each other as the solution and not telling their their partners and then saying that we're weird mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're open and transparent with each other and completely honest with each other. So that's weird, but cheating on your partner is okay. And yeah. that's just, that and just they, baffles me. Uh, they associate polyamory with cheating. They associate polyamory, actually, I'm thinking, because yes, they do shame us for being open and truthful, and I think it's some kind of sexual deviation. 
But at the same time, when they think polyamorous, they think we're promiscuous. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. Like, mm -hmm. like I said earlier, like people just assume that when you're polyamorous, you're just out there screwing everybody. Yeah. Right. right. And, yeah. Yeah. A new date every and, night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just not the case. Mm -hmm. Like we have, <laughs> we have uh, dated less people than probably a lot of people I know that are single dating people. Right. Single you know and looking for yeah. a monogamous yeah. partner. Yeah. Yeah. Serial yeah. monogamy. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think they feel like they have the moral high ground because they're, it's not out in the open. No one knows about it. It's their dirty little secret. Exactly. You know? so that's why yeah. the politicians and the pastors always get caught at some point and have to yeah. come out and do this public apology. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's just one other thing that I've always found interesting um, because, and again, I don't, I don't shame people that are monogamous. I've been there um, mm -hmm. and to each their own, but like, I do find it interesting that they shame us for, you know, people that are polyamorous for our choices when it's actually the more moral thing to do, <laughs> to be honest and be transparent. And then, yeah. but that's not the norm. So that's weird. Right. But lying to your partner and cheating and all that is, yeah. is I, okay. <laughs> I feel like I always circle to the same topic. Like you are, you create this persona for your partner and you lie to them because you think that's the only way they will ever accept you and do the, they do the same with you. And you are together with this person for years and you have no idea who they are and they have no idea who you are because you're just never truthful. Yeah. And then you get then shame us because you think you're better. But in reality, you're just not. Yeah. We at least are living our truth. Yes. At least, at least that, that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. and so what, what's better feeling better or actually being better obviously feeling better <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah i want to see everybody who uh is very very quick to judge us i want to see their lives yeah. so then i can judge them as well <laughs> <laughs> so since starting this journey was there ever a time that you regretted trying polyamory or considered going back to monogamy honestly no um because i knew that there would be challenges along the way just like with anything new and you know taking on embarking on anything new you're going to have your hurdles and whatnot but um yeah i mean there's nothing that i regret about it I mean, because I could change my mind any day, right? It's not like mm -hmm. it's not like somebody's holding a gun to my head saying, "Oh, you must do this." It's a personal choice, and um, it's it's we've evolved as a result of it in a, I think, a positive way. Mm -hmm. It just in I think it is really, and I mean, I don't want to use this term too <laughs> loosely or weird, but like you know, enlightening. Like you just feel. Um, I think that as people be experience different things than what they have previously in their lives it is a a, a method of expanding your horizons and mm -hmm. becoming and growing and progressing as a human being and it, the more experiences we have i think it just progresses us and you and makes life more enriching mm -hmm. and um i think by choosing to live the type of lifestyle that we have and the the type of relationship that we have allows us to have new and different experiences than we have in the past. And um, I also think that 
as humans, we are a narrative people and we crave connection. And I think that connection is what it's all about. And by limiting our connections, I mean, there's a reason why the divorce rate is so high. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why the infidelity rate is so high. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the infidelity rate is uh, just the people being honest during that poll. Right. <laughs> yes. Good point. And so um, I think that, um, you know, statistics don't lie. So there, I mean, there's a reason why um, non-monogamy, polyamory, open relationships, all of that exists because I think that it's existed for a very, very long time. Um, it's just sort of, we've pigeonholed ourselves into monogamy over long periods of time. You know, like we said earlier, like due to religion yeah. and whatnot, but I don't have any regrets at all. Um, I could change my mind any day, but I don't have, a, at this point in my life, I don't have a reason to go back to monogamy. I think it would be limiting myself and reduce, I'd be reducing the amount of human connection that I could be experiencing. Yeah. And one, some people could argue that, well, um, that's what friends are for. Actually, I had somebody tell me that yes, one time. Yes, I've actually seen <laughs> that a lot. I've lately, had someone yeah. tell me that, like, well, well, then you don't have to have sex with them. Well, I'm not having sex with everyone. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just that I have the choice to if I want yeah. to, you know, but like connection isn't all about sex. But um, why limit yourself? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so. Yes, I agree. Very good point. Mm -hmm. Well, Mick, thank you so much for joining us today. It was just awesome hearing your story and insights and everything. And yeah, thank you so much for. Yeah, it was really good. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thanks for we having really me. We really appreciate it. It was, it was uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for helping to normalize alternative relationship structures by liking, subscribing, and sharing with people just like yourselves. If you found this episode helpful, please comment below. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.